0: Cause I'm, about Cause I'm about that. I'm just finding where my passion is, and that, like, you know, it, it's now or never. You can either do it now, or it's never going to happen. There's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow. Try
1: to get them buns up, kill them, Mike, just like I ran the jewels in. Y'all gonna get.
0: You know, if you're going to go through life, you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way. This is a podcast all about business, entrepreneurship, making your passion your paycheck, people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass. On this week's Now or Never podcast, we have Logan Irwin, owner of Midwest SoCal Fitness. Logan embodies the meaning that it's never too late. That you go from what you know to doing what you love can happen at any age and any point in your life. And he lives, eats, and breathes that every day. You know, on on Now or Never podcast, it's all about making your passion, your paycheck, taking today's chance, don't wait for tomorrow, don't sit back and wait things for happen. And I think you personally embody that as well as any person I know right now. I mean, Thank we've known each other for wow. Got about a year and a half, two years now, maybe. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. At, least shop, two, I mean, at least, least met two. Prior, yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, we started shopping in the stores. We really and know then, each other. Yeah, and finding somebody who matches the kind of drive I got is is rare. So I said, like, we're going to be friends. Yeah, <laughs> you may <laughs> right, not right. even know this yet, but we're gonna we're gonna be friends. And um, now you're starting to take over as GM for Iron Evan Gyms, yeah. along with other things. And you've done you've done so many jobs at this point in time. So take take me back to the beginning. Like, I, Southern California, right?
1: Yep, absolutely. And I, so, I want
0: to hear what happened there to whatever the heck got you here. I mean,
1: we can go back even further. We can go back to, like, the dark, stormy night yeah. in, in <laughs> Kaiser Schlauter, Germany, there where I was conceived or something <laughs> like that. But we, we won't do that. We'll save that. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I was raised in Southern California. I was raised in uh, uh, San Fernando Valley, Burbank, is where my dad grew up. And then just north of that, you get out of Los Angeles, and you end up in Ventura County. And I basically grew up in, in a town called El Rio in, uh, in Oxnard, California. And it's uh, predominantly Hispanic, you know, not to mention, so I'm mixed, I'm, I'm white, I'm Japanese, I'm Hungarian, you know, whatever you want to get into. But you want to talk about being the odd man out, you know, I might have known one other Asian kid entire youth, you know. Yeah. And both of my grandparents are J- Japanese. My grandfather came from Japan, first generation, you know, the whole deal. So I grew up with like two lives from the get where I had this very, very kind of traditional um, rich Japanese tradition background with my grandparents. And then I'm living in the ghetto in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood, growing up Chicano, you know? And so very much that was the case. And so, you know, for a lot of us, especially growing up, you know, I would have never imagined ending up in the, in the Midwest, in Nebraska, of all places. You know, I I knew where it was. I was very smart. I was, you know, well-spoken from the get. My dad's most charismatic man I've ever met. Um, and that's just what it was. But, you know, that being said, like, here I am, and I'm just a kid growing up in in the middle of, you know, Oxnard, California, around strawberry fields, gangs, and, you know, everything else that you can imagine, you know, getting out of there was never even an option. That was never a thought. And yeah. It wasn't until, you know, later on, after high school, where I got in my early 20s and kind of restarted, you know, I got to a point in my life where I had had plenty of fun, I was done, you know, this isn't working out, this is something's got to change. And for the first time ever like i made a complete decision on my own regardless of anybody else's well-being or anybody else's opinion it was like i need to do this for me and i went and i did what i needed to do yeah. and to go get right and then from there you know a lot of these like old lessons that i learned growing up digging a hole filling a hole you know that kind of stuff started to kick in and started with this whole just kind of the ideal that nothing is going to happen unless i make it happen you know and so Go ahead. Like you,
0: no, that's you, absolutely true. Like, some fact yeah. is, I've, I've seen the people battling addiction, battling anything, mm-hmm. or changing their just their, yep. their, their life point where they're at, and whether it be stuck in some place, whether it be a job or whatever. Like, nobody else is going to do it for you. No, absolutely you mean not. it's sometimes. Yeah, you can get inspired, mm-hmm. and hopefully, that's what this podcast does for people, or things that we do in public with our businesses that to inspire people to finally take that step. But it's got to be you. Right. And, and sometimes it's dramatic. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's huge. Sometimes it's just maybe just huge to you and simple to somebody right. else. But right. at the end of the day, it has to be you. Nobody else is going to do that shit for you. I mean, people sit around hoping and changing things, things are going to change. Well, maybe the next election, there's a new guy's going right. to do this. Maybe <laughs> right, right, I mean, that's right, a big right. thing right now. Right. Maybe it's this, well, maybe when my parents do this and they sell their mm-hmm. house, maybe they'll give me some money, maybe yep. this or that, or the other thing. Maybe if I get this job, I won't hate it as much, or maybe I'll hate it just as much, but I'll get paid more, which will allow me to have this. Mm-hmm. It's all bullshit. If you don't take control of your own destiny, mm-hmm. if you don't, as I always say, make your passion your paycheck. You will live a less than life, and, it's, and it sucks. It's a shitty way to live through life. It's a shitty way to, to to approach everything in the future, and your attitude and your perspective is that you have to make the decision. Nobody else will ever do it for you. There is no easy road. Uh, as my macroeconomics professor said in college, uh, there is no such thing as a free lunch, right. so if you sit around waiting for one, you're going to go hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, and that, I think you embody that as much as anything. I mean, that's, that's a huge... I mean,
1: I don't think anybody from California moves to <laughs> Nebraska on purpose. Um, well, I, I did, <laughs> I did, though. But, but like you <laughs> said, it, it was very much part of that whole kind of entrepreneurial spirit and and me getting to a point, you know, after that happened. Because like you said, you know, the bottom line is is that that everything else is kind of bullshit. And really, you have to take the action yourself. You have to put one foot in front of the other. And another great point that you kind of touched on is that, you know, your reality, you know, your reality is as real to you as mine is to me. Yeah. The circumstances are different, but the bottom line is always the same. And the rest of the bullshit is bullshit. And you can buy your own bullshit on a regular basis. I co-sign my own bullshit on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. But the difference is, I think that, you know, whether it was my upbringing and my environment helped nurture that motivation once I got to a point or, or whether it's just, you know, setting aside childish things. You know, it comes to that point where it's like, okay, it's time to make something happen. And nobody else is going to do this for me. And I have to do it. And, and sometimes it's on a large scale. You make a huge leap of faith. And other times you make very calculated small steps. Yeah. And so, you know, we started out, you know, I'm up there just working my ass off, basically. I'm an electrician at the time. I grew up in the trades. I grew up with my father was a carpenter. My grandfather was a carpenter, you know, so that was what was easy. That was what was was presented to me automatically. Yeah. You know, I was talented in that sense. I have decent people skills. And, you know, so I started that and it was easy. Okay. This is the next logical step, you know, so you do that and you just, you know, one of my things from the very get, especially in the trades from the earliest days when my dad would take me out to a job at 12 years old or whatever I, whatever age I was, as soon as I got out the truck, I was going to try to outwork everybody there. Yeah, because I felt like I had something to prove. I felt like I needed to at that time, sometimes just to make my dad proud. Yeah, you know, and he wasn't a judgmental person. It wasn't anything like that where I felt like the the need for for, you know, acknowledgement it was just, I was proud of my dad and I wanted him to be able well, to Well, somebody me.
0: inspires you, when, you, when you, you inspire somebody, you want to make them proud. That's, that's the difference between a leader and a boss.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge sense of the spirit that you need to have. You know, you have to take some pride in some stuff. You know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to try to do this, you have to have some areas in your life that you are completely full of yourself. Yeah. I mean, you just do. If you want to reach certain levels of success, you have to believe that you can do anything that you want. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then from there, you know, life will smack you in the face and tell you (laughs) otherwise sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But ultimately you have to make the attempt. So, you know, fast forward, we get to the point where I'm doing different trades and, you know, general contracting, helping run businesses, help develop business or divisions of businesses all throughout construction. And, uh, and we had our first kid, you know, I have three girls and we had our oldest and it was like, I'm in Southern California. It is expensive. Oh yeah. And, you know. It's one thing if you're from an area that's like that, that has that much competition and is that hard because you've never known anything else. But lucky for me, I met a girl from Omaha, Nebraska, who was going to college in Southern California, and we started visiting Nebraska right out the gate. Yeah. And then suddenly, I'm in love. I'm like, whoa, this pace is slower. Yeah. You know, this is somewhere where I can provide a different type of lifestyle than I've had ever yeah. for my kids. You know. And so that's another added piece of the motivation is once you start to consider a family and taking care of people other than just yourself, yeah. it's time to suit up and show up. Well, yeah, I it's absolutely true, and that's, I think it does change
0: our perspective when you have kids because yeah. you know you you want to provide for them, and some people use that as a crutch. In my Correct. opinion, you know, Correct. there's two ways of looking at it when you have a family to provide for is I have to stay at this job and make this check to pay for this mortgage and that car because I have these kids. And that's and, and I'm going to say this right now, and it may upset some people, but that is complete and utter bullshit. You're using your kids as a crutch to not live out your dreams. I don't think any of us want our kids, for the most part, I should say, to be stuck in a job that doesn't fulfill them, in a lifestyle that does not right. give them happiness just because some materialistic possession needs to be in place. Right. It's crap. So here I was, 28. Uh, Moved up this corporate ladder very quickly I'm having six ulcers burst. I was so stressed traveling 30, 40 weeks a year, 85, 90,000 miles in my car. Great job. (laughs) Great check. Don't get me wrong. Unhappy as shit. And realizing that I'm, you know, I'm there for the weekends and that's cool, but I'm not really engaged with my kids because I wasn't happy with me Mm -hmm. and I can't be a role model. My kids, a hero for my kids to look up to just because I gave them a house Because I'm not living out my dreams, and I don't want that for my kids. So if I can't do it myself, I'm all talk and no show, and that's bullshit. So here I am, 29, I'm like, all right, (laughs) let's do stupid. We're doing stupid, do stupid all the way. And if I'm going to be broke, I might as well be happy and broke. So I sold everything I owned, moved back to Omaha signed my first lease, cut my salary by 80% and said, you know what, this is what it means to live out your passion as your paycheck. This is what it means to take life in your hands. I was just young enough, but I, and I, I, listen, I should have made that move three years sooner and I could have, but I got stuck with that check. And the cars and the house becomes and convenient. the lifestyle, you know, it, it did. And mm-hmm. it became super convenient, but I was mm-hmm. sick. I was unhealthy yeah. mentally, physically and all yeah. that. And in some, and mm-hmm. it doesn't, and don't, don't make a mistake folks. Your mental health will affect your physical health. Oh, absolutely. Whether you want it to or not. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you know, and I haven't really looked a day back and it, right. it's, it's, you know, you and I have talked a lot lately because you're kind of where I was at that point. and yeah. you know, I'm delivering pizza. I have two master's degrees. I'm delivering pizza at night after my my first store closes mm-hmm. for Godfather's, which it's really hard not to eat the goods, man. You know, <laughs> nutrition store. And I'm gaining weight because the right. pizza's good. You know, Shane's running. Uh, you know, concrete construction in the morning. working shops at night. I'm I'm going up to South Dakota twice a week to do industrial chemicals for swimming pools. And right. you know, fast forward a couple years later, I got a couple shops in my belt. I'm doing well. And it's funny, like we say, like I. And my ambition puts me in a different level than where I'm at. So right, I know where right. I'm going to be my ego, but at the same point yeah. I'm a leader, not a boss. So when I have an employee message mm. into a group text, um, I don't get paid enough to clean toilets, and the toilet's clogged. And they didn't realize I was on the group message. Right. So I hop down on a Saturday morning. I drive down to my maple shop, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I'm here to clean the toilet." That's right. That's and, I, and I plunge right. the yeah, toilet. Absolutely. I clean it up, and he goes, "Well, I, I didn't really mean it like that." I go, "I think you did." Yeah. And I'm going to do something for you right now. He's like, "What?" I'm going to give you some perspective. The CEO has all twenty hats, and the reason I'm here is because I'm willing to work outwork mm-hmm. every person on the planet. Right. And two, being a father, trust me, there's nothing you guys can do that isn't more. Discussing that my kids I mean, have already right, done, so that right, doesn't right, bother me. Right. And to this day, you know, here I am last Saturday disinfecting my gym, yeah. mopping the floor. Why? Because it has to get done. And Absolutely. I think that's what real hustlers do: is yep. we don't look for an excuse to get out of work; we look for more ways to do work. Right. And right. I think you embody that as much as any person I've ever met. I mean, so. Fast forward,
1: you're, you're in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, so we're here in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, we, we have our second kid right before we, we get out here, and that's kind of what triggered the final jump to move. And we get out here, and initially I was like, you know what, I don't know the lay of the land. We have a few contacts out here. We had some, uh, some family out here. And so uh, we decided to go ahead and, you know, make the jump. And I was like, well, I'll just take a job when I get out there. You know, I'll, I'll remodel I've taken California money and brought it to the Midwest. so We were able to buy a house in cash, you know I mean? <laughs> and then basically fix it up. I had no intention of getting a job, however, not initially at least. However, a job lands on my lap. So again, much in that sense of of you know you've got to put one foot in front of the other and take action. Sometimes your best laid plans are just not what's going to happen. So sometimes you just got to be aware of the opportunities that come. No, so clear. here, the job drops in my lap. It's decent pay. It's a good gig. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? Let's get to work early. So we do that. I figured I'd do that for a couple years, found a job about a year later with a big corporation, a nationwide company taking care of, of major corporations. And so I go do that and I go do um, facilities management for them for a handful of years. So now I'm in the corporate world. And so here I am, I am you know, pushing, pushing paper this direction, left to the right, I'm doing all the whole corporate spiel and game and playing that. And for me, it drove me nuts. Mm. It drove me nuts because I couldn't get anything done. And up to this point, I have very much established myself and who I've become as like, I'm going to get things done. You know, sometimes if I have to ask for permission every single time, I'm not going to get anything done. No. So I just need to do stuff. So it became very apparent towards the end though, I was done with the corporate world. And at that point I'd been here for a few years and it was like, you know what, let's go ahead and start our own business. So because of the people skills that I was blessed with from my old man and, you know, and developed on my own. I had built some really good solid relationships. And you know, from the day that I announced that I was going to go into business for myself, I had a local realtor that put out a bulletin to 447 other realtors in the Omaha area to try this guy out. This guy does what he says he's going to do. He shows up on time. He's a man of his word. He's a man of character. Nice. And I mean that right there. If you give me anything that I can have people remember me by, yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like keep it simple. You know what I mean? Emp- empathy, you know, has empathy. You know, is a good human being, does what he says he's going to do, man of his word. I mean, and so, you know, again, it it was a situation that that just kind of happened organically, but it doesn't happen without all of the legwork that came before it. You know, you put yourself in that position by doing the things you need to do and then just trying to be aware when something happens or something opens itself up. Sometimes. I mean, nothing
0: great happens if you don't work your freaking face yeah. off. I mean, you yeah. do. It's, it's work. It's hustle. Yeah. It's also doing it intelligently, but you got yeah. to work. Yeah. And like you said, like what you're remembered for, like you're working for your legacy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: at the end of the day, it's just, all the material is just, it's just shit. Yeah. And you can take it with you. Yep. I want to know what my kids, my grandkids, my grandkids, my great grandkids say about me 30, 40, 50, 60, right. 70, 80, right. 90, 100 years yeah. from you know, that yeah. means a hell of a lot more to me mm-hmm. than what car I bought last year. It's crap. Yeah. And I was tell the 20-year-old kids, I got this new mind. Who gives you a shit? Right. It's cool. If that's what you're into, there's right. nothing wrong with rewarding yourself. But don't define yourself by no, it. No, no, absolutely. I, I mean, define myself like, hey, that guy worked his face off. That's cool with me. Right. I'm totally cool to remember. Like, uh, yeah. that, if my no, grandkids, like my grandpa Rex's man, he worked his ass off. Right. He was a hustler dude, just created right. things. Yeah. And he was kind that, that to me is everything. That, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the stuff. I don't care about the house. I don't care about the bank account. I got good friends.
1: I got good family. Your legacy is left to you. That, that, that is gold. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I, you know, and, and it's not even like you need to be remembered as the hardest worker ever. It's just, there's that, there's that little like subtle nuance when somebody says like, that guy worked hard. Yeah, it's, it's that the, guy did it's everything he needed to do. The word. To say, What's exactly. behind the word? Yeah, exactly. I mean, great line from Sandlot, right? Yeah, Benny's Benny's having the dream, and the, and Babe Ruth shows up in the dream, and he's like, "Remember, heroes live forever, but legends never die." True story. you know what I mean, and that's yeah. it right there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's I'm so a, glad you brought the Sandlot quote. Like, man. Come on, <laughs> we, we can't do something like this and not at least drop some oh, dimes oh, of, yeah. of you know, 80s, anybody else 90s. Listening doesn't
0: understand that we bring a lot of 80 90s movie quotes, oh, in absolutely, all the day on a daily basis,
1: absolutely, 100%. You know, <laughs> so you know, so yeah, so there's that, you know, and and you know, now you've got kids at play and, and all that other stuff, and so you know, we went into business for ourselves, um, because and I say we because my wife is, is my partner in everything. And I know you can attest to it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's on paper, if it doesn't matter if it's in public, in front of people, like people need to understand sometimes that, that without having support period, it's damn near impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible because I had to do it on my own to start. Yeah. But when you can recognize People of value and people of worth in your life, whether it's in a, a personal relationship, a romantic relationship, or just friendships or whatever the case may be, you you need to try to jump on that. Well, that's it. And
0: I, I can speak to this, and this this to get real personal for Tim here in a mm-hmm. minute. But you know, I've I've done it both directions. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started Rexius, I, I was um, with now my now ex wife, mm-hmm. and and I, I and I'm not going to talk bad because my kids obviously watch it. I'm not going to say anything bad. It just she probably stepped foot in the store to work one day in three or four years ever. Um, And so I was on my own and I was like, but I knew what the destiny had. I knew what I wanted for my kids. I I knew that it wasn't in a good spot Mm -hmm. with, with my relationship with that. It was, it was ugly. And, you know, obviously it was a very long trenduous divorce. that was just not, not good, not healthy. And, you know, I met Brittany and I'm not gonna, I'm not lying to you. And in 18 months from the time I met that woman, uh, we went from one state to four states of operation in Rexy's nutrition, right? And she wasn't full in yet. She, <laughs> right, she was, she was right. just, she was just, she was supportive of what I was just doing. Emotionally, she was all in. She was emotionally all in. She backed me up. She knew when to call me on my bullshit, and trust me, folks, I have a lot of bullshit. <laughs> um, but she, she called me. She challenged me. Uh, right. And people didn't. I'm not used to people challenging me. Right? She's like, well, you can do better. Right. I'm like, what? can okay. <laughs> see this? She goes, no, it's cooler than three states, four. Mm-hmm. You're right. Let's do this. You know, yeah. You, know, you did two events, but there was five others you could have done, and you didn't push it. In mm-hmm. having somebody around, I'm like, first of all, I got to marry this woman. I fell in love with that girl in 14 days. <laughs> right, Kid, right, you not? Know, right. I will point out she did say it first. But anyways, um, for the record, for the right. record. But challenging somebody at all is amazing when you have a support system, even if you're on your own. But somebody supporting you in the Correct. back. And then Correct. she came into this, and now we're yeah. about to explode. We're, yep. We've gone into two more states. We're about to go into the Kados. How many more? Right. I think we've had three franchise contacts. morning. And then honestly, it's not a miracle. I'm not saying it's me. That's my wife jumped in and people like her better than me, which is totally fine. And, but I understand why, Um, you know, (laughs) but it is, but it's amazing that support system. And I I've seen you and and your wife, Yeah, it is, it's you, you can, you can tell when you see people and it's a team Mm -hmm. and it's hard to beat a team. It's really hard. It's It's really 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 hard.
1: You know, and, and, you know, again, we kind of go back to the, that theme that we kind of started a little bit earlier that, you know, You may start out on your own. If you're thinking that this is what you want to do and you want to go chase your passion, you want to chase your dream, or even if you don't know what it is that you want to do, you have to start out with just working your ass off. It doesn't matter if it's McDonald's, it doesn't matter if it's in JCPenney, it doesn't matter where it is, go and work as hard as you can. Because what happens as a byproduct is that things start to fall in place. When you get out of your own way, Amazing things happen sometimes.
0: And also when you your when you work your face off, it, it builds character too. And also when you work these jobs. Mm-hmm. It tells you what you don't want to do. It Absolutely. reaffirms what you yeah, do yeah, want right. to do. Absolutely. The only place I ever almost got fired from, but I quit right before she said it, was McDonald's. Yeah. And, and listen, if I see someone on that comes in an interview and they worked there for over a year, yeah. uh, they moved up my ladder, not because it's McDonald's is XYZ. I and mean, I'm not saying bad about McDonald's at all. Right. It's just I was the 5 a.m. crew. Yeah. And customers, customer service. You know, I'm great at customer service, but and that that's setting, a whole that's a
1: whole different. Well, animal, say though. there was
0: a bagel incident, <laughs> and. <laughs> You know, if you smash a Big Mac box at the end of that little ramp, it makes a ramp. So if you slam a bagel, it actually launch oh, over the counter, and it may have hit somebody in the head. And yeah. I quit, and that's how it kind of yeah. happened. I'm gonna take my free oh. three McChickens. And I'm gonna leave because right. I, I was also homeless at the time, so right. I needed the food. Right. Um, but you know, but it but it does it builds character. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's I, we, well, I think you'll do the same thing for your kids I do for mine. I yeah. will give you a leg up, but there will there'll be no handout. Like right. you, know, you will go work, and right. and you know, Lexi's worked a lot of jobs that she didn't like. But I go now, you know. Yep. Now you know, like you and I both. I mean, mm-hmm. I I picked up dog crap for a living. Yeah. It was I mean, good money. Y- yeah, you gotta but, be willing to do like and, and this you, goes back I,
1: to the difference between being a leader and being a good boss. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it really is. It's it's are you willing to do all of the things that are necessary to do this career or whatever this path is, it doesn't matter from the most menial thing, whether you're, you're signing a document, a piece of paper, stapling files over and over again, picking up dog shit or, or chairing the board meeting at, you know, as a CEO, It, it, it's the same thing. And it makes that difference to the people that you bring in and to the people that see it and that are aware enough to pay attention, how different it comes off. Oh yeah. When you're a leader and not a boss, it's a whole different animal. You know, and so with construction too, like that was it. That was very much the way that I did everything. And I tried to do business the way that I wanted to do business and I wasn't going to compromise. And I didn't, I really didn't. And here's the funny thing about being an entrepreneur is that while you're doing all of this other stuff and you're trying to be financially successful and you're trying to provide for your family, life fucking happens. <laughs> yes. yes, And enough. it happens without remorse. It happens without hesitation. It just happens. And bad shit happens to good people. Bad shit happens to bad people. Good shit happens to good people. Good shit happens to bad people. Yeah. You know, that's life. It's part of the human experience, right? I mean, ultimately. So, you know, I've been in business for a few years. We're extremely successful. And life happens. Some shit goes south. You know, certainly not what we had anticipated or expected. It was unfortunate. But here we are. And so what's next? you know, for me. And, yeah. and I find myself in this position and, and this situation with the gym and with you guys where I, at this point, I've gotten to know most of you guys pretty well, a few of you guys really well. And, you know, I'm seeing this opportunity and this growth that you guys are, or do I didn't even see it as an opportunity initially. I just saw this thing happening that was very similar to what I was trying to create and what I had been creating yeah. on, on a very core value essence level, you know, we're like, Hey, like they're building this thing in a way that, that has weight to me. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of meaning in this, you know, they're, they're not just going for the money. It's not even about that. This is about doing something that, that has community outreach potential that has, you know, human improvement potential. It touches on all these things that I'm passionate about. And I've always been passionate about athletics or otherwise, Yeah, you know? And so there I'm, I'm, I had this opportunity to kind of be inside behind the curtain, if you will, and see what was going on. And as I'm going through a transition in my own life and realizing that I'm at a point now where I don't really want to do construction anymore. I've been doing it for so long. It was what was easy. But here I am at a point. And what's funny and ironic to me, and I'll always remember it, is that you first started talking about the Now or Never podcast. Yeah. Yeah. As all of this stuff was happening and as I was trying to come to grips with, okay, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Okay. We're basically back to square zero. Yeah. So I can go anywhere with this. There is, there is no risk of loss because everything's gone at this point, yeah. you know? And so why not right now or never let's go try to find something and do something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And again, like when I, when I said earlier that sometimes when you get out of your own way, amazing things happen. Yeah. This is where that's really relevant for me is because again, back to the work ethic. Like I didn't show up and ask you or one of your partners or anybody else like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. I'd like a job. You guys were my friends. And I just started working my ass off to help you guys because I doubled down on humans. I doubled down on personal relationships because I was going through a tough time in my point in my life where I felt like my world was really, really small because especially when you get into financial issues, sometimes there's so much weight with financial institutions and, 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 and just what what you think you require to be okay, yeah, that it, it's disheartening when you get comfortable living a certain lifestyle, and it doesn't matter if your if your highest lifestyle is still macaroni and cheese and top ramen or it's eating at you know m 's pub in the old market twice a month, you know what I mean it doesn't matter whatever you're comfortable with and whatever has been the norm, when you have to take a huge hit from that that's your reality that's, it, it, that's your reality J. and yeah. it's tough it, I mean it will knock you on your ass. Are you going to get back up? Well,
0: it's just I mean, the thing is, like when we talked about having you come into GM again, like, Iron Heaven, like it wasn't even, I mean, he didn't even bring it up. Like right. it was, <laughs> I was making a text message to Nick and then Nick came in first. Like, hey, here's my idea. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> select all delete. Bro, I literally shit you not. I was about uh-uh. to text the same exact shit. And the thing is, and you and I have talked personally. Like I've been through the hell and back and this mm-hmm. is another great personal moment for me. Like people don't realize that like oh he worked he made the money started Rexius blah 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 that's not really how it went actually guys I I lost I lost my ass in my house in two thousand eight two thousand nine mm-hmm. here I am with six ulcers medications and just looking unhealthy as hell right. I'm like listen if I'm gonna be miserable let me find you know I'm broke because I did I was making two hundred some thousand dollars a year and I had. Credit card debt up the ass. I had money lost on cars. I was twenty thousand underneath this Mm -hmm. truck. I was was everything, and I was like, "Screw it, I'm done." Like I I think you hit to your rock bottom to really feel like you know what? How much worse could it really get? I think a lot of entrepreneurs come from that. Mm -hmm. You know, people who are just absolutely broke in their twenties and even their thirties. And here I was, thirty years old, started Rexius took an 80% cut in pay, sold mm. everything I owned, had no <laughs> house, living in Section 8 housing, and I'm the only person paying full rent, but it was still a good deal. It was kind of the hood. This <laughs> is when my kids found needles on the playground. Yeah, right. That's Literally, serious, happened. So was like, thinking, Daddy, what's, what's, going what's on? this? Yeah. I'm like, OK, I got to find a house. Yeah. But you know, here I am, 30 years old, and I had to file bankruptcy. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, and I, 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 I made my payments. I got everything paid back, and I did the dance, and I had to, but I was still under water, and I had the debt collectors and all this shit. And I'm like, listen, they're not going to listen to me. Like, I'm yeah. trying to build something. I went all in. I put everything on red 19 mm-hmm. and that's why I was saying, let it roll. <laughs> that's what entrepreneurs do. Like, you know, I'm willing to take the risk. No, no reward without risk. And I took the risk and I jumped mm-hmm. and it was painful and it was hard and yeah, it was oh, yeah. disheartening and going to the district court and being like, you know, here's what happened. It was just, it was life. And, and I realized, you know, that it's not a position I want to be in again. It sucked. Right. I've been through there, paid it off. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and it was like, so you started a company and a bankrupt and is that, yeah, shit happens. Yeah. I learned a lesson and people are like, Why well, I'm so anti-debt with my businesses because I've been there where the interest payment on the credit card was $1,800. And right. I'm like, I mean, so everybody's listening out there. understand like if you're in this position, oh, you're broke. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I've got debt. My house is underwater. Yeah. I owe a it, It's bullshit it's just another excuse everybody will justify their reality for why they can't do something and it's crap Absolutely. if you are determined enough if you want this shit as bad as you want to freaking breathe you will find a way to make it work Absolutely. if you don't want it that bad then it's a hobby it's not your passion yep it, yep. it, it is yep. and and if you want it bad enough you will find a way to make it work i don't care what happens and yeah shit you know, nothing's comfortable. I yep. don't want it easy. I yep. don't think you either. So the fact is, if doing business to be an entrepreneur is so easy, which all these kids use the hashtag, right, right. but they don't know the freaking <laughs> hustle, I'd have 600 more competitors. Yep. I don't. So I, I like the fact that the grind is hard. Yeah, because absolutely. The strong will rise. The cream will rise to the top. Mm. Whatever expression you want to yeah, use, right, right. I'm willing to do shit that you, the rest of them aren't. We talked about my last guest, you know uh, Jeffrey, and he was awesome. We were talking about negative inundation on on social media mm-hmm. and how do you deal with it. I and I I didn't really kind of go full term with him. Is it? It drives the shit out of me. When right. I go onto my YouTube channel, which we just started the right. Tim Rexius hashtag Rexius mm-hmm. Army now on yep. YouTube and I have a negative down on me, that means that somebody in business is asked who I kicked. Right. And I'm like, yeah, keep piling them up, boy. Yep. Just keep going. Like, I see that with these other ones. I mean, that's just people who are jaded and jealous because they want to justify why they can't accomplish what I have had with some bullshit excuse. Absolutely. You and I talk about this like, you <clears throat> know, we don't get a lot of sleep. I mean, i you don't. I I put up from Steve Harvey week. rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. You no, can't. Because no. the, the world's moving and grinding. We're in a 24-hour cycle, and you've got to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And I had to people with good intentions mm-hmm. who popped on my social media, and I think you and I talked about this they are like, well, you need eight hours to sleep. No, right Right Right. now you're trying to justify why you're not willing to do what I'm willing to do. You're saying, oh, I do it. I I can't do that because it's unhealthy. No, you're giving yourself a bullshit excuse to not grind as hard as I can because nobody wants to admit they've been outworked. Right. I don't even Nobody talk yeah. about it. I'm just going to do it. Yep. Which means sometimes, yeah, I'm sacrificing probably some future health to grind as hard as I am mm-hmm. now. But I'm willing to do right now what no one else is willing to do so later I can live like no one else can. And most people won't right. go through what you and I've gone through to get right. to that level. good thing, think 10 years from now. Yeah. 10 years from now, you're going to look back on what we've all gone through now and be like, holy shit, I'm glad shit hit the
1: fan. Oh yeah, Because now I'm at a spot that you know i mean you know. and honestly there i'm already there to an extent you know i mean there there's so much relief in 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 where i'm at at the moment you know and in my case and so here's another thing that we'll touch on you guys kind of you talked uh with uh, your buddy giovanni about this on the podcast a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago you know about about getting loans and things like that like there's a lot of stuff about business and small business <laughs> that goes overlooked yeah you know for me I started a business out on my own out of cash. I didn't get any loans. I didn't get anything. Part of it was because I didn't want the debt. I wanted to be able to be out of the red almost immediately because if there's anything to lose, it's just what I've had and what I've put into it. I didn't want any investors. I didn't want anything. So then we got to a point where we're getting really successful really, really quick what do you do? Well, I need working capital. So I did, I did my due diligence. I took classes. I went down, I did a full business plan. I went through, you know, the Nebraska business development center. I did every resource that I could get my hands on so that I could do it on my own instead of having to hire someone because I'm yeah. cheap ass and I didn't want to spend money.
0: You know. What I mean? <laughs> also another entrepreneur
1: one-on-one is Again. that sometimes you gotta,
0: you wear 20 hats. That's so. exactly it. You yeah. gotta,
1: you gotta be willing to put on every single hat. So, so I went down there and for like three months while working you know, roughly 10 to 12 hour days doing construction and then spending the next four to six hours a day, literally, literally running on four hours of sleep on a repetitive cycle. I ironed out my business plan so that I could go to the bank with the best package that I possibly could to ask for a loan. Yeah. Walked in. I have a criminal background. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're SOL. You know what I mean? And that was just it. And it was one of those things that that I didn't even think about because I've been so far removed from it. It just, it was one of those like old things where like suddenly, you know, the, the, the guy that I screwed back in junior high shows up, you know what I mean? To kick my ass is what it felt like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so here I am suddenly and I'm like, well, shit, that sucks. I guess we're just not doing that. So we're going to finance it ourselves, you know? So then fast forwarding to the point where, you know, the, my reality being mine, like the dollar amount that, that I had to, swallow along with my pride and, you know, in this whole BK and bankruptcy and going through this type of stuff, you know, in the grand scheme of things is minute. I mean, it really is in the grand scheme of things. And so when, when I look at the bigger picture and I look at where in a very short period of time, I was able to, to, to kind of flip this based off of just showing up, suiting up, helping out wherever I could, because it, it became very important to me right out the gate to, I have to do everything that I can. Yeah. If I go home at night right now, once I get home, or I shouldn't say if, when I get home at yeah. night, sometimes it's late and I'm thinking, there's still, it, it's 10 o'clock and I should still be putting in work for another two hours. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm pounding on the keyboard. I'm doing whatever. I'm coming up with ideas for social media or for whatever else that I can. Yeah. You know, and, and right now I'm very busy and it is what it is. And the worst part about it is that, you know, my wife is basically. Parenting on her own, yeah, and it's one of those things, and and I I I owe her the world because she's been willing to suit up and show up and carry the load, yeah. While we've now tried to do multiple ventures and been successful, and then change things, been you know had success and then had the bottom fall out, and and I mean, and she does, she just grinds, she grinds, and 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 so you know, then it it pulls at your heartstrings because very much for me and for you as well, like. Yes. Like you you mentioned several times, you know, the financial accolades and that type of stuff and what, what the, the world gets to see on the surface is all well and nice, but it's when I laid my head down on the pillow, it's that easy feeling at the top of my stomach that really makes me feel complete. No, absolutely. And when I don't have that because everything's in flux and everything's so, so out of control, it's tough. It's tough to get up the next morning and start to grind again, but you do. Oh yeah. You just do. It's not in me not to at this point. And that's... You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think that I was born with that. I think that that's something that you develop and that you learn by choice over time. Absolutely. You know, it's like, it's like the the definition of faith for me. Some people may have a different definition of faith in its core, you know, that I do believe that certain people are blessed, absolutely blessed with, you know, unquestionable faith. They just, they have faith that everything's going to be okay. And that's, that's all they've ever known. And they've been comfortable. Mine is more of an educational variety. You know, I spent so long through my adolescence and through otherwise in unstable environments that nothing was going to be okay. That I had the motto of, well, it could always be worse. It's what I had to adopt (laughs) was the positive spin that I could put on it. It can always be worse. And so for me, the development of faith has been showing up scared shitless daily for life, for whatever my next thing is and doing it anyway. And walking through and having it turn out okay. Yeah. And sometimes it's a very short thing, and then sometimes a very long thing. And then over time, it's developed into a faith where I'm in this situation right now. And like you mentioned, you know, in ten years from now, I I, I look forward right now thinking about what this might look like in ten years. Yeah. I'm stoked. Oh yeah. Because I'm already feeling the relief to some extent that that I'm doing what I need to do and that I'm gonna be okay. You know, I failed forward enough times to know that I'm not going to get dropped on my face at this point. Well, I think, I think we will, we'll
0: also learned you and I are pretty close to the same age and, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't look at failure and call us cliche. I'm sure they've heard Tony Robbins or whatever yeah, you right. say shit, but here's two guys who actually have families who did, who aren't sitting in a million dollar mansion. They can talk about it right now that, you know, yeah, they, shit can fuck up tomorrow. It yeah, could, it to it. I, I understand the reality of, of where I'm at, where my existence and I have screw up all the time. Mm-hmm. I do. And I just, I tell my kids the same shit. Okay. I learned it one way. It didn't work, which yeah. I me mean that one, that much closer to a way that it will work. And that's how I look at failure. I don't look mm-hmm. at it as a negative. I look at it as a learning opportunity. And that's why I'm always a student. And the thing Absolutely. is, like you know, I don't take the advice of a 17 year old kid that works for me because he has a different aspect. He's a different <laughs> right, demographic. Right, right. He does. I mean, I yeah, don't. He under, comes from a different place. I don't I understand mean, it. I listen. I walk. You walk into my gym. You walk into my one of my stores for a job, and you're rocking the skinny jeans and all. Like I don't get it. That looks uncomfortable to me. I don't. Whatever you call it. I, I'm, right, judging, right, right. I'm judging. I'm judging. You know. I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. And, and the walk in, but I'm like, you know what? there's 50,000 of them. You just like you. Right. And I want to know how to do business with your 50,000 people. Right. So you show me what will work. Yeah. And It's amazing that, you know, people are like, I can't believe you do that. I'm like, listen, I don't have it all figured out. I have a great way to lead mm-hmm. and I want to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm always wanting to learn. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I don't want to, I don't want to look like you, but right, I know, you right. know, but, but, but cool. But you also can't right. relate to my generation and I right. can not cancel. I'm all like, you got to be broad in your mind. It, it's and I think that's the beautiful thing about us at our age and what we've gone through. When you've gone through shit, mm-hmm. you have a different perspective yeah. of everything. You appreciate things right. a lot more. And you appreciate probably the biggest thing, opportunity. Right. Opportunity rising. Right. And it's also, I think, something else to be said that you and I have talked about. And, and when you get to a certain age, it, it, it's funny. I mean, my daughter's going through it right now because she's out of high school now over a year and how your friends' groups change.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. you can
0: really tell, Rich, when you have your people. Yeah. When you have your people, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> right, right, right. that can tell you you're full of <laughs> shit, yeah. still love the hell out of you, high five you and punch you all in the same five minute time period. And there's still a lot of love, which you, when you don't have your people who are only around when you're successful, who are only right. there for the party, they're only that, the people there, are just there. Yeah. And it's amazing. That's part of the support group. That you got to have people. Yeah. People that don't have an ulterior motive. Right. And it's amazing. The friends I had five years ago that aren't here now. Right who right. didn't support, you know, my wife didn't support me, yeah. whatever. And it's, so yeah. when we met you guys. It was like, all right, we got people. Yeah. I have my five, my clothes <clears throat> on this hand. This many people. That's, right. that's for me. That's right. that many groups. I should say it's, it's yeah. five. And it's like, I have this many friends. No, you don't. No, you
1: really don't. And it, it, especially not at this point, like where we're at in our lives. I, I, I'm sure it's different for everybody, for you and I, I think it's just happened here in our, in our, you know, thirties really is where it's really yeah. been reaffirmed to us because. You know, yeah, the the people that I, I thought were close friends and that I was tight with for for years, you know, none of them are around, you know, a lot of them are the, like childhood friends. A lot of my friends and my family, the people that I consider family back in El Rio. I mean, that's like you want to talk about a silent support structure like I know without a shadow of a doubt that they would go to war for me any given time. Okay. And and it's fantastic to know that it's fantastic. I miss them dearly, but then you still have to have people that are around you sure. in the physical, you know? And so it's great. Like when we're over at a barbecue, you know, at, at the, the party the other night and you've got handshakes with different people, you know okay. what I mean? Like, like that's when you know, that's when is, I'm like, dude, yeah, I have handshakes with people. Like this is, yes, this is exactly it. Yeah. Like, okay, we're on the same wavelength, you know what I mean? And not that we didn't know that already. And it, you know, it is, it's, it's another one of those things like that I learned very early on, you know, from whatever cliche, you know, sayings that I heard, or if, whether it was from my dad, I don't honestly know who to credit it with, but you know, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Yes. As far as business is concerned, you know, and then surround yourself with people that feed, feed your soul. Yeah, because there has to be a separation. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and when when there's not, it gets really really lonely. Yeah. You know, and and so like you said, and the bottom line is is that once you get to a certain point, you don't need a lot of them, you just need a few real ones. Well, I agree with that 100%. You know, you know and that's you know, <clears throat> brought it back to the
0: faith thing. I said a hundred times that you know, I've got great faith yeah. in a lot of things, but I believe we've been endowed with opportunity and ability, and it's mm-hmm. up to us to use that. Correct. I believe in karma. Whatever I want. I'm sure yeah. some pastor someplace has got something to tell me about that. I don't want to hear it. I, I think if you're a good person, you give mm-hmm. off kindness, you yeah. do things to help people, shit comes back around. I just, I just do. It. I think it's a good model to live by. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it's sitting around and just thinking that, you know, you can do all the wrong you want, nothing bad's stupid. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I just I think more than anything it's my kids. Like I want them to be kind. Right. I want them to be kind more than anything and 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 find a passion and that's it, you know. And and it's like with you guys, it, it's crazy you, you need the construction. Mm-hmm. And Logan's got a, see- a hole in my ceiling in my house right now, which yeah. we're working on. Yeah. Um, but, you, you got that, but you always have that. It's like for me, I, I did. I, I, I used to finish wood floors. Right. Exactly. So I, I always have to fall exactly. back on. I guess, I guess, measure yep. cash at the right, the price is right. Now you're going to GM Iron Heaven Gyms. Yeah. Which Logan knows my plans. I mean, I, I see franchising futures in this massively big things. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then he went and got his NASM CPT certified mm-hmm. personal trainer from the biggest yep. organization in the country. Now you're right. training clients as well. Yep. And, and nutrition and classes
1: and training. I talk about a switch. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it it was one of those things where you dive in head first to some extent for me, at least. And the thing was, is it it wasn't completely out of left field. I mean, I, I was an athlete growing up. My dad was a D1 level athlete growing up. So I mean, sports, and especially for me, like I grew up with depression. I grew up Probably semi bipolar, but definitely with, with depression, massive depressive disorder my whole life and never really knew it. I mean, I think I did, you know, it's, it's hereditary. It's in my family. I witnessed it with my mom, but I just tried to find every outlet I possibly could to try to prevent it because I didn't want to go the pharmaceutical route. I was watching what that was doing firsthand and it was tough, you know? And so for years it was, you know, I needed to exhaust myself. To not destroy things at home, to yeah. not punch holes in the wall, to not lose it on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, I had to find things. So, you know, athletics and just fitness and health in general and being healthy enough to do those things was always underlying under the surface. Yeah. So it came to a point where I'm like, hey, this is something that that I know I am passionate about. There is this opportunity here. And, and you know, you talked about well, like if... I have ultimate faith in myself, which is kind of a, uh, you know, it is an ego boost to some extent, but I just understand that as far as the way my faith works and the way that, that the universe has worked for me, it's not going to do shit for me. Yeah, I have to show up and do what is required in order for it to work out, you know? And so that being said, you know, with with making the jump and, and and getting into personal fitness. This is something that timing-wise made sense. There was an opportunity with the gym and with you guys that I felt that there was a situation that I could bring value to. Oh yeah. And that that was kind of it from the get. Was it wasn't even the thought like, hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, then maybe these guys will be, you know, approach me about doing this. That that was never a thought process. That was never even a consideration. It was Hey, I'm gonna just show up and help out my buddies, my friends, oh, and no. there's no expectation of anything. Hey, yeah, you know but, what I mean? Yeah, but, you can tell and, us, but I can see how all this could well, work. Well, yeah, like, oh, yeah <laughs> <I> mean, you <laughs> got a plan.
0: You want you know, yeah. design. But the thing is, you, you can say this. We all know this. Like you can tell when somebody's all in. Right. You can tell when somebody's got to work at. They got a the talent. And you're like, okay, I got I can see. This, I've been doing the CEO thing for quite a long time now, and I've been yeah. in big corporations. So I've, I see it. Like you. Like I have a store right now. I have a guy, part time guy named Josh, mm-hmm. working at one of my stores. It's phenomenal. It's good friends with my yeah. other managers. She's yeah. great. She's, She's that guy. He's a grinder. Yeah, a sure. grinder. And I'm like, okay. And I told my staff, I'm like, listen, I don't. I, I got to sell off a couple of these out of town locations that right. we're talking about right now. So I keep my focus. and so let you mm-hmm. know my managers do my thing. And I said, I have to find a spot for this guy. Yeah. Like, well, why? I go. Because the number one asset you have in any business, in any structure, and you agree with this, is people. Absolutely. Yeah, God. I mean, that's the only asset i absolutely. care about. I mean, you know, products come and go. Buildings burn down. New ones mm-hmm. get built. Whatever yep. it is. This location, that location is popular now. And Omaha builds a new bypass. Now it's not. It doesn't fucking matter. People are the only thing that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've got a guy. I'm like, OK, I've got to figure it out. I go, I'm going to open another <laughs> right, store. Right, right. I, I said am underutilizing I said, this I said, guy, over yeah, a absolutely. year ago, we will never have a fifth Omaha metro location. I'm not going to freaking He heard this. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, hey, Shane, let's talk about (laughs) Oklahoma. Let's talk about way west Omaha. Why? Because there's a talent there. Yep. And, and I'm like, I just, you can't, when you see something in somebody, he's mm-hmm. going to see this. And now he's going, I'm sure I'm going to get like, where's my raise? Like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> which, you know, I didn't expect to come, but you see talent, you know, same thing like, we saw yeah. like, with you. It's just, you, you know, and you know us because you've run your own businesses before. Right. Like you see somebody that, you know, and at the same point for me, it's like, I, I grew up athletics too. So mm-hmm. I had the passion yeah. for the same industry. Why do you do yeah. this? Like, and Chad, my man behind the camera here, for instance, we were six or seven. And right. Chad will attest to this. I was very round. Okay, I look like a giant teardrop for the I, most point growing up. Yeah, I've seen um, the pictures, and, man. Oh, yeah, I wasn't, oh was yeah, not for sure. Cute. I think my mom's way I was husky. It was a really yeah. nice way of saying it in the husky <laughs> section of JCPenney. Yeah. yeah, that's where I shop. Yeah. Um See, I, I know about I, I, grew, husky. <laughs> I grew and then I started hitting the weights and you know, I had depression, and that's for sure. And I saw my older brother, he took some of the meds, and I, I thought it killed his creativity. Right, and Eventually, right. He got, And now he's a freaking doctor, you know. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> right, he, has, you right. know, he got off, so he just he yeah. found a way to use his creativity in his own way, and yeah. I'm proud as hell of my brother Lee, and yeah. watching him do his thing. It's amazing. And, um, and, but I, I want to do something else different. I found a way in supplements and how to make change my body and change yeah. my physical appearance, look and feel good. And I got so into it. And, and, and uh, uh, that's a nutrition company and a gyms. Right. And, and somebody else like, you ever want a personal trainer, coach? I'm like, no, I tried that. I go, I, 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 you and my wife and Nick, I, I got the greatest admiration. I can't do it. It's not for everyone. I, it's no, definitely not for I everyone. don't have the patience definitely for that for shit. I don't like you. Want me diet plans? Like, I don't like oatmeal. Right. Shut up and eat it. Yeah, yeah that's me. Yeah. I tell my kids, shut up and eat it, or you can go hungry. Yeah. I don't have like. my people, I, I guess I grew up with football mentality, and mm-hmm. coaches like do this. All right, I got this. Right, exactly. Yeah. Even if I don't like it, I'm yeah. gonna do it. You know, yeah. and I think you guys have to. You, you played a role in helping them change physically and mentally, and being a coach and an advocate and a therapist, and that's you're exactly all these things it, right into there. one. Yep. Like you are. With, I hate the term life coach. It drives me insane. So
1: so let's not use that. Let's 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 call it the Cheers bartender. Because that's that's you what are it is. the Cheers bartender. That's what it yes.
0: Because if I see one more twenty-one year old, I'm a life coach. No. A freaking what? You haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Like seriously, pay your own bills once. <laughs> um, do something in life. You're a, I'm a life coach. You yeah. have you. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, the life coach and the terms passive income are probably the two <laughs> terms that piss me off more than anything on this planet um. because it's all bullshit. Yeah. You are the Cheers bartender. Yeah. I mean, that that's is, just you it. know what? That's just this, is, this is on t-shirts coming soon to you and e- low payments of 1995. Yeah, there we go. Um, there we we're go. We're going to make this happen. Uh, so <laughs> you are the Cheers bartender. I mean, is that enriching to you to like really see the change in the mental aspect as much as the physical?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's just it. Like, I think that, Especially, there's so much saturation in this market, and you know, just because I'm I'm new officially to being a, per, a, pers, a you know physical trainer and, and helping people with this type of stuff, you know, directly, it doesn't matter. Like I, I've been watching it, and I've been part of this industry for years. I mean, as sure. long as I can remember, if you if you've been semi athletic, then you're you're somewhat in this regardless. And so that being said, like again, it comes all back to people. And this is the bottom line. It doesn't matter what you choose to do. It doesn't matter if you're in, in the fitness industry, you're a personal trainer, if you're, you know, a, a manufacturing CEO. It doesn't matter what it is. It's about the people. Yeah. And if you enjoy interacting with people on a, a meaningful level, then, then there's there's a handful of jobs that are out there that may not be glamorous. They may not be, you know, what you want or what you think you want, yeah. but you are uniquely suited for those jobs. It, it, you know, and I think I am, you know, I know I am because there's a certain level of me that that I, I need to connect with people on a regular basis of yeah. all different, oh. you know, backgrounds of, of, of ethnicities, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because when you have a great equalizer like a gym yeah. or like just a person looking for help and someone willing to help. I mean, cause that's the bottom line. That's it. And in in, in it's very raw form. When you have that situation, you can make connections with people that, that you're not going to get. Otherwise you, everyone's True. vulnerable. And so I'm just as vulnerable as the people that I'm training. And I try to keep that in mind. And so it, it feeds my soul. I mean, it's definitely well, something that's helping me, Be me. Yeah. Be a little more comfortable. And the name is Southern Cal Fitness, SoCal Fitness, right? So it's, it's, it's Midwest SoCal Fitness. Midwest SoCal Fitness. Okay. And to be fair to everybody back home, you know, yeah, I, I am a SoCal kid. I am Southern California, Soreño, though, well, through and through, and however. And I will say this, and I'll make this statement because you, this is
0: something that you and I specifically <coughs> have talked about. Uh-huh. And I think we take a certain appreciation that none of our other partner and else involved with us really do. Yeah. Is I guarantee if you go to Midwest SoCal Fitness, mm-hmm. you're going to get the greatest customer service absolutely of all time Now this, this is my thing everybody knows what really defines Rexy's Nutrition Iron Heaven Gyms, or any of these other companies that I own over every mm. other one they said that they had to ask me the true reason why I'm successful is I understand customer service probably better than anyone in yeah. my field and I know you do yeah oh and yeah It's good just putting up a post on social media not just responding to somebody on, on an Instagram message it's all a chance for customer service and if people took absolutely. that approach to every form of communication and like, and I said to my employees, imagine you put all your money on that shelf over there. And the only right. way you can feed your kids and pay your bills is if you sell that shit. I guarantee your approach is going to change. Oh, absolutely. And that person that comes in your store becomes your entire world. Not in a cheesy, stupid, I'm looking at you in a paycheck way, but right. I want to earn your business now, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Your kid's business when they're old enough to buy your mom and dad's, your brothers, your sisters, your uncles, your neighbors. That's customer service. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're a commission ticket. It might opinion. I'm a customer and I'm saying that I apologize for the swear words but you, I can't stand commission salespeople. Right. I like customer service. Yep. Shake a hand look them in the eye. Really understand like understand where they're coming from. Asking yep. questions because you learn a hell of a lot more by listening than you ever are by talking. Kids write that down. Absolutely. Listen more than talking. We'll learn you so much more about people's abilities, their needs, their wants, their desires than anything else. And I know you do that. And so when I see Logan's posts on social media, the
1: fantastic, the Miss <laughs> that I'm like, oh my God, I love this, you know, because yeah, right. I'm the only one ever puts a little pizzazz in some shit, but that's customer service. Well, and that's the difference though. That's the difference between being, you know, a true salesman. A true salesman enjoys selling. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. He enjoys, he or she enjoys selling. You know, there's plenty of salesmen, successful salesmen out there that are doing it because it's a paycheck. They're doing it because they've been trained in a way that allows them to be very good at it. Yeah. But they're never going to come close to the people that actually enjoy it. Yeah. We are gigantic dorks.
0: Yes. I mean, we are. We come from
1: some of the best generations for the dorkiest stuff. In history. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just... Trivial started in the 80s. I mean, you know, between... The mullet
0: hairdo, the the, the rat tail, <clears throat> the manly belt sexual, also known the, as the fanny the pack, fanny which, pack. Is, which is making the a comeback pack, right pack. now. Yes. Um, I mean,
1: there, there was... Do you remember? There was a flipped bill Pepsi cap that came out that had a propeller on it, and it was literally like a bicycle hat that came out in the 80s, and I remember... Uh, uh I mean, 88, 88 olympics ran in front of my house on hollywood way in burbank and i remember standing out in the front yard and the the biggest takeaway i had from from it was like the i don't know i can't remember if it was the the torch coming through the town yeah. or if it was actually the marathon run that they did but all i could remember was the bike shorts and the little pepsi cola propeller hat on like 150 people Oh, Chad had one. It's cool. Yeah, you know what um, I mean. Like, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah.
0: It, 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 but it. But it but we, but that's. The, I think we we grew up in that generation where yeah. you didn't have social media uh, yet yeah, we were kids. No. We we're exennials, We're not millennials because we had technology. We are Xenials, but yes, but correct. exennials. We remember what it was like before. And I think there's a certain level of customer service that comes from in the in-person experience. Correct. And that's where we're like, hey, just come in and meet us. That's yep. why I love to go to work the shops. I go to the events. I have three events on Saturday because if I can shake a hand, I've earned their business. Right. I'm like, what? And so when somebody messages in like, what can I do to right. make this right? What right. can I do to help you today? They know that it's fucking sincere. Right. And, and my wife calls right. me Senator, Governor. and my, right. my dad does right. it too. And it's like everybody you meet everywhere you go. I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, I got just I, I don't know. It's, it's, for me, it's, it's, I, I don't believe I'm selling anything. I'm selling me because then day, just, you're, yeah. you're buying me. Yeah, exactly. Everything is, and listen, kids, you're watching this stuff, you're like, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be this, that, or anything. Everything is sales. Or the person, product, place, or thing, if it's yourself, to a persuasive yep. interview, yep. to a mortgage broker, to a banker for a business loan, whatever it be, you're always selling yourself. And I love the fact that I got somebody else who understands that because now I'm seeing more and more posts Meyer Heaven Gems. It's <laughs> a lot more possessed to it. Well, thank you, right. brother. I appreciate absolutely. you coming on. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely love you to death, man. And I love you. And check out Midwest SoCal Fitness online. <laughs> yeah, we you watch anything from Iron Heaven that's got pizzazz, it's either for me or him. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Come check it. this gym out. Why Iron Heaven Gym? Because I have six kids, I have 30 businesses, and sometimes I never know what my schedule is going to allow. So having a 24-hour gym facility to go to makes it possible. Also, the kind of atmosphere that is created at Iron Heaven Gym where you're there to take your fitness seriously. I don't have to worry about people messing around or a gym getting in the way of my goals. That gym is there to help you reach your goals.